today. Listeners, <laughs> everyone, hi, we are back. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, today we are about to record one of our in-between sessions and we've missed you all, uh, so it's great to be back. And today we would like to be focusing on how the world has been evolving for us and at the teams we've been working with during the COVID crisis. That's kind of the topic that we'll be talking about. So Dave and I, Dave. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. And even even as we look at this, you know, really enjoy these conversations and talking to people and um, you know, sharing with the community. And even as we look at this, we did we did actually record some sessions last year during COVID, but you know, we kind of even just got swept up in in the the world that was COVID, right? And you know, you end up um your focus and your priorities and life. It's, um, unfortunately it's, it's stalled us a little bit between our last episode and this one. Um, but we do have, you know, a number of good episodes coming up with, um, some really interesting people as well. So it's good to get back into it. And I think this will be a, it'll be a fun and interesting topic. I think it'd be good to discuss it from a, you know, from a personal side, from a, you know, what we've seen in the workplaces we've been supporting and where we've been working and, um yeah maybe what we've learned um as we as we've gone through this as well <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah very much so i agree um and yes like once again welcome to transformation from the trenches uh, and we're here so as they've said very very true in terms of some of the personal stories that we'll be sharing um from us uh, from what we've been through as well during the crisis um and yeah, some of the learning. So mm. where should we start, Dave? This is very conversational, very loose from us. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I think for my side, there is one thing that I, I guess came up recently as well around this, and um, I, I'd frame it really as there seems to be when I look back, there seems to have now been this blurred line between where kind of work ends and where home begins. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, being at home is like it is fantastic, and it has been great to to be around my family while I've you know while I've been at work and been able to kind of see both of those worlds. But it also comes with that challenge. Of sometimes it's like where where does work stop and where does home begin? There's like not that not that clear separation of oh I'm a working too much or. Um, you know, and we're not working too much and it's like, when is one interfering with the other? So yeah, that's been an, like an interesting kind of blurred line that, um, I've realized over the past, um, you know, couple of weeks as I look back and yeah, it's, it makes me think about as, you know, as we go forward, I, I see a lot of articles saying that, you know, everyone what kind of wants to work at home and working at home is a great thing. And I, I do, I, I do generally kind of believe that I guess in a way it does help in a lot of instances being close to your family and being there and seeing kind of your, your kids grow up or being close to your partner or wherever it may be then I think how difficult is that going to be how how much is the you know the business kind of side of things and the work side of things going to start to encroach on the personal space because when you're at home it's there's no, there's not as much of a clear definition as I've, I'm shutting off from work now. I'm going home. I'm leaving the building, and I'm kind of doing that things so without, without building in your own practices and your own way of having a clear cut finish. Yeah, it feels like it would be, 
it feels like it would be difficult. Yeah, yeah, I can resonate. Um, I'll build on just that point that you just mentioned, uh, and then I'll share my experience to that. Uh, this topic that you've uh, you've mentioned is also um, so. Yes, it was very obvious, and I consciously, um, it's my conscious decision and my intent to disconnect once I've finished with a client and I'm on my way home to not do anything at home that is work-related. So that clear cat, that those containers almost on those boundaries that I was able to set myself now disappears and it's kind of caved in. So I definitely resonate. Uh, having gone through it all as well, I'm in the same camp as yourself, it almost became quite difficult to know when am I being present for my wife and kids and when am I not. And then almost sometimes I have a surreal moment that I'm on a laptop trying to work and then my my one of my kids will be like trying to play with me or talk to me. And then I'm, I realize my out-of-body body experience, see myself working in my Kid just looking at me or trying to play with me and me not being present and conscious enough to actually respond to that. Uh, and that has been quite challenging. Um, and it's sometimes quite saddening uh, as well uh, because they want, to, they want my attention. But then also being true to the clients and teams, my, to the organization I'm working with, do I, what is that balance? Where, where is that cutoff kind of point? Where do I go in and engage and play? with my kid uh, and take that time away from the client, which I would make up back. But then that eats into the, the later mm-hmm. nights and the evenings where before I consciously made that cut not to work late in the evenings, but now it's kind of bleeding into that. So the days are certainly long, longer, um, and it has been quite challenging. And I, I also do agree that there is a need for being at the client site. So I don't think the world is 100% remote mm. as it's being said going forward. Definitely not. There is a balance that needs to be struck. I think personally it might be a shift of more percentages wise. It might be more work from home, but there will still be some some a, a huge amount of being being in the in the office or being on site with clients. So that's that has been something that I've also been battling with and working with throughout throughout the uh, the pandemic. And and also just to that point also about how the days have been so long. I know some of the clients I've been working with have been so conscious of this and really looking after their people and having conversations and not just avoiding them and saying, oh, we're assuming our employees are making the right decisions by either choosing to work late or being with their children or, or whatever it is that need, they need to do. These clients have actually had conversations to that point to really hear it from everyone's voice and also make it all right. If you need to do that, that's absolutely fine. But look after yourself, mm-hmm. right? Whether that self-care piece where some of the clients I've been working with have, have been really good at addressing and making sure that people don't, don't do crazy hours and if, if you need to be with your children beyond whatever time it is that you choose, it's fine. The work can be picked up in the morning or something like that. So that, that has been encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the same my side as well, I think, uh, you know, where I'm working at currently, the leadership there has been great at doing that as well. And 
Um, you know, even to the point of like forcing blackout windows in people's calendars to say like, you know, this is your blackout window. You don't start work until this point. And, you know, on a Friday you finish at this time so you can get away and, you know, you've got this blackout window at lunchtime as well to, to really get people to get up from their desk. Obviously you can't force people to do it, but it's, it's there to, to kind of help that. Um, so that was a great kind of, you know, step from, from leadership. I mean, often over time is once those blackout windows go in, some people who aren't aware of them will kind of probably ignore them and try to take over them a little yeah. bit. But I think it was a really good step by leadership to, to notice the, you know, this, this is a challenge for people and it's probably a challenge for the leaders as well. Right. So we're all, we're all the same, like humans at the end of the day, we all probably feeling the same things and to, you know, to stand up and to do something about it, I think is the important piece. But yeah, it's just, it is, it is difficult sometimes and to kind of know. And I realize now how much I, I value that segregation and that ability to, to say, I'm done with my day. I can now switch off and do something else. And I realize that when I'm at home, because the two worlds are so blurred and it's just one over the past year, it's it's more difficult to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, even the point you made about you know the world not being fully remote moving forward. I think it will be a hybrid piece, right? It will be, you know, you're in the office at some points, and then you're kind of you know you're ah kind of home at others. And for me personally, I I love being face to face, right? I think actually in person, I think. Digital is great and we're, we're, you know, it's fantastic to be in an age where you've got Zoom and you've got Teams and you've got all these different ways to interact like Miro and all of these different collaboration tools. But I don't think any of it trumps being in the same room as people, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that the human connection, the emotion you can feel in the room, the excitement you can feel in the room, it doesn't all translate over over webcam i mean you can have some fun you can dress up you can put a silly hat on you can do this but some of that energy will translate over digital but it, not all of it will and yeah. i think that it's you know to get back to the point where i can go in to an office whether it be a couple of days a week wherever it is would be would be nice to have that connection yeah so so it, it is absolutely tremendous that we have picked up right where we left off since we last recorded Mm. because what you just touched on was what I was going to go into next for me <laughs> in terms of connection <laughs> right my notes here that I scribble I was scribbling <laughs> as if connection was and, and I was going to talk about we will come back towards the end and talk about some of the things that we've done um, on all, all of these topics around how we've tried to address more of these things for ourselves throughout the pandemic but um, the other topic I wanted to raise that I found challenging was, as you know, we both love that connection piece and that relationship piece that we build with our teams, our leaders, our clients. It is absolutely everything for, for us. And it has been very challenging to build that same level of connection remotely. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have videos on all the time and you can have as I said, you can, you can do all kinds of things um, on, on the video. Um, but there is still a filter. There is still that screen that filters it. And it's been challenging trying to establish that early relationship, that connection, that trust building 
right from the get-go. So one of the clients I worked with in the early days of 2020, it was quite, it was, it was almost, it was a blessing actually, because I was in on site for two weeks before lockdown happened. And I was able to build that connection and those relationships um, very early on in those in those two weeks. Um, but when we moved, to shifted onto remote, there was that personal touch still there. Um, and the person could, could remember how short I am, right, uh, in the office, so they can still <laughs> laugh and smile about it. Um, but uh, here, uh, you don't you don't see that. So yeah, that was one of the things that I I really really found challenging. And it, it links into another topic I want to talk about, but I'll wait on that for now. Um, and you hear a bit more about how 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 you find you found that connection piece. Uh, I certainly struggled. Yeah, it is it is tough, and you know, just to reflect on something I'm doing at the moment. Um, yeah, it's the connection. It's also like the transparency piece around like being and being like around a team as they're doing stuff. Right, people can only share so much information of what they're doing, and you know, I understand things are you know things are missed, and you know, it's not possible to share everything, but. You know, at the moment, I'm I'm working across a number of different time zones, and it's it's difficult to work as it was as a team. Sometimes, um, you know, it's difficult for the company because it's the first time that they're doing some of this stuff as um, as fully digital, um, and it's obviously difficult from a from a human level because I understand on the on the ground, you know, people are they're there in person together, so they're doing stuff and. You know, I'm part of the team, but I'm not part of the team because I'm not there. So it's it's tricky, and it's trying to find how do you how do you come together to work effectively. And some part, sometimes it works, and sometimes it just it just doesn't. It depends on um, you know whether you can really build that right level of transparency. Yeah, I agree, and I think that distinction that I had. So with the client that I was able to have a couple of weeks on site, uh, and having started a brand new engagement with another client during the remote world, I can see the difference uh, in that mm. in terms of the speed at which the relationships have, have built uh, and the connections have built. Um, obviously, I've leveraged a lot of the things that um, we know, we've learned, we've grown in and, 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 and practiced to help me in that sense. I'm conscious of um, our peers and our colleagues or anyone that find themselves in this situation having to integrate into a new team, having changed job during, during, during pandemic and having to really find their way into a new system, an embedded team, an embedded system in that sense. If I use the word system, I'm just using an example of a team in this contract, but either a, a, a development team or a leadership team um, in, this, in this example. Imagine someone joining that team for the first time and having to integrate themselves, uh, join the culture and then bring in their, their full self mm. uh, to amalgamate that culture and that dynamic and that environment, that system, right? That changes. So the challenge is there, it's humongous. And also how does the team that is already established, they know each other, they know themselves, they know their habits, they know their traits. Mm. How do they then also open up to yeah, and integrate this person in a way that allows them to fully integrate sooner uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense because already as we know some companies are great at onboarding <laughs> <laughs> getting people um, ready to go meet the people that they're working with the productions and everything else some companies find it a little bit challenging um, so uh, yeah the, all, all of that has been kind of 
find in my mind, how are people really finding that integration piece? Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting one, isn't it? Because as you think about it, when you know, as we know from working with a lot of teams, like the, the team essence is there from actually being it's not necessarily talking in a conversation. Sometimes it's just being around each other in a day, right? Mm. And you'll hear something happen. You'll tell a joke to each other. You'll make a connection. You'll have some fun. And if you only come into, and I know teams aren't only coming together to talk about work stuff, right? Because yeah, you know, we have we have different um, connection points where we come together. We ha- hopefully we have some fun. We you know connect on a personal level, not just a yeah. work level. But still, it must be difficult because, again, that's a very controlled environment. It's You're controlling the fact that you're coming together to have some fun. So it's very planned and very organized, right? It's not an organic, natural thing. Yeah. And the beauty of our team is and a team that has real good harmony and the, the, you know, the, that syn- synchronicity to how they are is that they're in that space together. And it just... We know, like, you know, you can just see, you can just feel the buzz, you can feel the environment and you can feel them there. And it, yeah, how does that translate if, you know, if companies are deciding to, for instance, go fully remote in the future, how are you going to, how are you going to try and create or build a space where that essence of a team can, can really like come together, right? Yeah, I agree. That's an interesting important topic. So now the the thing that I wanted to connect to <laughs> mm. the connection topic um, was I found myself disconnecting mm. in the early parts of the pandemic 2020 throughout pretty much all of 2020 I think I was more insular mm. more home focused because yeah everything sort of went whoosh internal right into the into this four world can i even call it four worlds i'm upstairs forward so you can add a few roots and a few things on top of that um so everything became insular so on top of wanting to connect and build relationships to this virtual screen and to the human being mm-hmm. i'm looking at i was also finding myself disconnecting because everything else was just too much and noise uh, and it was so taxing mm. trying to connect to my teams, connect to my leaders that I'm working with, connect to uh, my family, which we are together every day. Yes, there is also that element. And when that, as we said at the beginning, the first topic that we read, we talk about work and home. What does that look like? It's at the moment one, right? So all of that just came in, and I'm like, okay, the effect of that for me was almost to pass most of the things, almost everything else to streamline to the absolute bare minimum of what is relevant, right? And I, I, I'm still reflecting on it. I don't know whether that disconnection of everything has had any impact on sort of my human development growth as an individual, Mm. right? Because there's that human connection piece, which is very, very integral for us, for both um, speaking on your behalf. I know you so well, and you're so (laughs) much into that as well. Um, But for me, that is, again, an essential integral part of how I operate. And, And I... 
those my the example like my eyes break or whatever it is those things mm-hmm. uh, i'm apparently an extrovert and i i i recharge my energy by being around people i know there's a lot uh, lot detail in that for me and uh, no other things but just, just for uh, our listeners also listening and to be able to connect to what i'm trying to talk about that element of being able to recharge and that need to be with people and that's what i'm talking about that connection mm-hmm. that's so integral for me it goes beyond so many different levels right and me finding myself disconnecting and only to minimize those connection points to only the bare minimum and what's required that's what i'm reflecting i don't know what the impact is for that human development growth eventually when things open up and we all come together what does that look like for, for our humanity um out yeah so that's one of the reflection points that we have been having uh, and yeah disconnection was one of the things that i i had to deal with as well no oh, yeah and even as you know i probably felt that yeah i probably felt that yeah this year but also like probably the same as you like late last year right so it's strange, probably exactly the same um, scenario, really. It wasn't too bad as as COVID started, but then, yeah. I mean, I had other things going on in the house as well and with the family, and it's like probably made, whether it's conscious or subconscious, like probably made exactly the same call, right? There's too much, like <laughs> there's too much going on. I can't, can't have all of that in my mind space at once. So again, it was the same thing of let's reduce everything down. Let's prioritize it. Let's keep it simple. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know I find myself, um, you know, doing some positive intelligence stuff at the moment. And I, you know, I'm coming off on more of the, um, you know, the rational side of things. And I do rationalize things. So it's like, even at that point, I probably rationalized it to, okay, there's so much going on. I need to simplify life a little bit. I need to make sure that, I'm not focused on too many things at once because, you know, if I put my, you know, if, if I'm in my um, supporting organizations mode, if I to do too much, I'm not doing anything right. Yeah. Um, so let's narrow my focus. Let's make sure that I'm focused on what's important at that point. But yeah. then I guess I didn't ask myself like at what cost, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to like stop doing certain things, stop connecting with you know, people and having that connection, meeting new people, having conversations, I reduce the connection down. But what that, that's great in one respect, but it also has a cost to it as well. And yeah. you know, even I look back now, and if I was to ask myself, you know, you know, do I feel I'm the same person as this time last year? Now, anyone can ask that question, and you'd probably be say no because you've learned a lot. But I also feel like something's probably missing from that. And it is, I do, like, I do enjoy being in spaces with, with people, right? And I do enjoy supporting people's growth. I do enjoy, um, you know, being in a room where you can apply some thought leadership and you've got a problem and you can, you know, you can start to think about it and thrash it out and come up yeah. with some innovation idea. You know, and that side of things, being in that space is great. And, you know, as good as, even as I look back as, I have a nice office, right? But as as nice as as nice as this is, it drives. It gets to the point where it drives you crazy. <laughs> I kind of feel like you know, I was having a conversation with someone the the other day, and it's every day is the same. Mm. I get to the point where every day feels like the same day. Mm. It's and you're stuck in a <laughs> stuck in a loop. I'm glad that like you know lockdown is easing a bit because. Beyond getting up, 
sorting the kids out, starting work, picking the kids up, mm. putting them to bed. It's like the same cycle on repeat every day. Mm. And I'm pretty resilient, but it, it's starting to <laughs> it's starting to get to me now, right? It's it's really starting to get to me. Yeah. I need I I need some of that variety. I need to, you know, I need to get out and do other things and break away from this pattern, essentially. Yeah. And and yeah, as 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 she was speaking, what came up for me also was so if we think back, if we if we elevate that also um and broaden it with an into an organization here. So connections, I guess for me, what does connections and building connections mean for individuals within an organization or for an organization in general? It's a neural path, right? It's a network of mm-hmm. information. It's a network of health, of humanity, network of energy, a network of motivation, seeing things working and just bouncing things off each other. There's a, there's a wealth in that connection piece. And if that disconnection, uh, it's just the two of us, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people went through their own terms of pain during the pandemic, and a lot of people might have also disconnected, right? And as you said, at what cost of some of the disconnection pieces that you did, um, on sort of reflecting on at what cost, uh, and it goes for, for, for me as well and for, for anyone else. Uh, and if we think about those neural networks in an organization and those connections, if let's assume a fraction of these individuals within a organization also went through the same curve and disconnected, how does that impact that neural path of health and, and, and information within the organization and humanity within the organization? And so there is something there that pretty much <laughs> stifles pretty much a lot of organizations, right? And and I'm not sure if pretty well, maybe it's just my bias, maybe some organizations are discussing this and looking at this and maybe curious about it. But I, I think that's a fascinating thing to to actually look at uh, for organizations to try and yeah. be curious about and understand what they can do to to help to help their people um, to reestablish those connections. Because I think we're social creatures after all. And it's 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 very, very integral. Um, yeah, I was just I was just reflecting as you were talking. It is interesting that like, what comes up for me from what you're saying is the, you know, even like we as I said earlier, we have a lot of good social tools or connectors, but it's not it doesn't create a true social environment, right? Because even when I think something as simple as when you're around a team and you're in a space, it's so easy and natural and comfortable just to turn your chair around and ask one of your colleagues a question, right? It's, yeah. it's just easy. It's natural. It's what you do. It's how you get support. It's how you, you know, maybe you're not even doing that. Maybe you're telling them a joke or you're doing something. But as soon as you enter into the digital world, as good as it is, it feels formal. Like it just, and I wonder... I wonder how much that lends the behavior of people not wanting to disturb people as well and not wanting to, you know, ask questions and not wanting to ask for support because, you know, do you, do you look at your, do you look at your team and you say, I could send a message, but maybe they're busy. Maybe they're doing something else. I don't want to disturb them. I wonder what actually goes through people's minds as they're trying to be a team in a digital world. Right. Because, yeah, as much as the tool supporters, there's just no, yeah, this just isn't a substitute for being in the same room. 
There's yeah. definitely some um, definitely some gaps there. I think. That's a great topic for this. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love yeah, to do. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a study on it. I'd love to. I'd love to understand. And maybe you know, we've got a lot of big like data companies out there, like Gartner and so on, who gather a lot of data around interesting topics. I wonder if there's anything out there that's looked at something like this. Uh, you know, how much of a team can you actually be? Yeah, in a digital world, right? Yeah, and what are the parts that would be missing? Yeah, maybe we'll look into that. <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly interesting, an interesting topic also to just pick up with some someone uh, as a guest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, chat to us about. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the other topic. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other topics I wanted to chunk was is um, it's a personal topic, but it's health as well, right? Like, I never realized just how much exercise I did by going into the office. <laughs> Uh, that's how crazy it is. Just how much walking I did around the office, whether it be walking to the car, then getting out the car, walking to the office, walking around the building, you know, having meetings where I, you know, I'd obviously, I'd, you know, my typical thing when I was um, back in the office, and I'd probably cast my mind back more to um, maybe when I was working at Nationwide. Was it was you know it was a, it was a, a nice place you could go on walks, kind of just around the building and stuff. So. You know, incorporating in a meeting with a walk was great, and yeah, I just feel like over the over this past year, you've been coming to work, but the amount of just just like living exercise, not even planned exercise or you know um, specific exercise, but just life exercise has gone way down, um, and it's just yeah, it's something I've not I've not paid too much attention to until lately, and it's yeah, it's so surprising. <laughs> so that then forces me into a thing of okay, because I'm not getting my um, my de facto exercise from how I work and where I work, I now have to ensure I have specific exercise, right, and planned exercise. So I'm actually like, yeah, go back to the office is a bonus as well because I will naturally just be healthier as a person off the back of it. Mm. Um, whereas again, being in this, being in Groundhog Day every day, it's yeah, it's an unhealthy space a lot of the times as well. Yeah, yeah, I was I was having laughter because I was thinking about just that about a couple of weeks ago. I was I have this one of these stand up desks, um, mechanical mm. ones here. They work the street, um, and um, you know, it's, I was I stood for about an hour or so, an hour and a half for a session. I was I was, I was running. I, Stand. Uh, and one of the participants said, you've been standing quite before for this time. I go, yes, I miss, I miss it because I, I'm pretty much on my feet all the time when I'm in the office. And I, I felt like I've been feeling that my leg muscles has had deteriorated in terms of my standing abilities. So I'm practicing. But yeah, I, I 100% um, echo, echo that. Um, there, is, there has been a, a considerable gap to that. Yeah, fitness and that helps because we <laughs> we're we're scribbling, we're doing our post-its things, we're finding our sharpies and our neurons, and we're we're walking around buildings and then setting rooms up and all, all kinds of things, right? Reaching to places we can never fit or or or, or get to, especially me being so short as well. You you do <laughs> right there because you're quite tall, um, six foot something. How tall are you? Six something. Six two, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not yeah, too audience, <laughs> yeah, listeners, David. But he's about five, five seven or five eight. Um, five six. 
Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's great being able to do all of that and stretch muscles that you don't normally. Right now, I think it's gonna be even carrying my nylon bag alone. Next time, next time I'm in the office, I'll probably break a sweat or two. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I definitely echo that. It's um, yeah, we've we've missed that. Mm. I wonder if the positive from it is, you know, it does. Maybe it helps you pay more attention to health and stuff like that instead of it just be instead of it, if it maybe being a a passive thing. You know yeah. that you just you you just get exercise and your your health and stuff like that. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe the positive thing is it brings it to your attention more and it has to become more of an active part of your thinking rather than just a, a passive part of your thinking. So um, that would be the positive, I guess, I, I could see from it. And the last point from my side is just around um, you know the positive impact for companies, right? COVID has been a very difficult time for a number of reasons for organizations, for companies, and for people. In in the fields that we work in, which is organizational transformation, you can see the positive in it, right? You can see the for a lot of organizations in that we've worked with, it can be difficult to to transform and to change because it's the way they are today is so ingrained into all of the people who are there. Um, and you often need something big to catalyst the change. And when I look at COVID, it has been a catalyst for a number of positive changes, you know, organizations being more trusting with their employees, right? Because you have to give trust now because you've got no choice, right? Um, seeing that, you know, if you do give a bit of trust, your company doesn't fall over. People still do their jobs. They still work. It's it's fine. Um, seeing that you know companies have had to adapt to different ways to interact with their customers and different markets as they emerge during COVID. It's not the same world that you kind of you know you left over a year ago to the world it is today. So some definite positivities there in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely echo that. Um, and also to add that uh, another benefit that we were looking we were, we were talking about. Well, the benefit to the world, right? So there is um, less commute, or little, very little commute, um, and uh, yeah, the no flights for a while and everything grounded. So the world has been able to heal uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, if we if we really look at the whole big universe systems thinking concept, then yeah, the world has benefited from COVID. That catalyst, that event that you mentioned. I think we, yeah, we certainly agree that it's been a benefit to to the to the world as a whole. Exactly, and you'd hope it, you know, on the on the world aspect. I know that you know we're not here to set the world to right, but obviously we all have our <laughs> we all have our viewpoints, and you know, I yeah, I do look at like this planet. Maybe it's because I've got kids, and I look at kind of you know what I'm what, what I'm a part of in terms of handing to them um, as as a planet, right, and we don't we don't really treat our planet well overall and um, we have never done um if we look back at our, our history um we're probably the most invasive species on this planet um and this is this has forced us to stop right um and it's forced us to not go out and it's forced us to not pollute and to not harm our planet I hope it's a catalyst for change. So like governments and like, you know, people around the world can say, 
you know, do we really need to like travel as much as we are? Can we, you know, do we really need to drive to this location or can we walk? Yeah. Um, and maybe even, you know, as we, as we were discussing earlier, you know, could the governments around the world look at something interesting, like, you know, maybe for, you know, two, three months a year, they say we're going to go into a, you know, a voluntary lockdown and, you know, we make sure that we reduce the amount of people who are on the roads dramatically and you, you know, you force that behavior for change, right? And so you force that behavior for helping the planet. So I, I'd, I'd enjoy seeing that, that yeah. level of commitment from people in power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think despite all the, the, the challenges that it just has been a very long period of time with, with, with COVID, but there's these benefits are really contributing to something bigger and something greater. And if we can harness the short period of best of time, those benefits and compound that, and you're one of the connection benefits that we certainly most of us had. Being insular, when I talk about my everything came home, that also meant I was able to really connect even more with my children, with my wife, right? So there's been a lot of connection points and benefits. So if we can harness, I would say, might potentially with all the government's mandatory lockdown for a short period of time and let the world and the earth and the planet breathe and heal a bit and just reduce the footprint that we're all putting on the planet um, for a period of time, that that might not be such a bad idea after all. No. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're probably out of time for this one. This is These are only ever short conversations. And this one might feel different to ones we've done in the past, of course, because... You know, who could have predicted the experience we've had over the past year, right? And who could have predicted the impact it would even have on, you know, myself and you. And, you know, when I speak to the like people I know and friends, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a difficult time. And, um, I can see hopefully that, you know, we're going to come out of this now. We'll be in a, we'll be in a different world, but, you know, it'll be a, hopefully a more positive world that we can learn from kind of what's happened over the past year. So. Um, exciting times ahead. I feel for us, we'll obviously um, we'll be sharing more conversations after this one, and um, yeah, getting more and more guests on. Absolutely. With that pause for just for our listeners, that was my little daughter interrupting me on the recording. So this is us. This is lockdown. Little, <laughs> little Hannah interrupting our recording. You might hear her in a few mm. months. I'm sure she wants to say hello, right? Yeah, and. <laughs> She's saying that in her own way. <laughs> right, well, thank you very much for, for listening. Um, and we will be lining up very interesting guests soon. So look out for that. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully everyone enjoys the ease of lockdown. And yeah, we will see you. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Stay safe. Bye, all. Bye.